You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Science of Superpowers. I'm Tonya Dawn Reckla. Today, we're talking all about energetic communication and sensitization. If you've read our co-creative initiative, you know that we feel really, really strongly about the power of creative ability, creative principles, co-creative spaces, and what we learn within them about ourselves and each other to to prepare us, to train us, um, to, to provide sort of the environments that we need in order to come up with some really creative solutions for how we want things to look moving forward. I don't think it's a shock to anybody that 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 we've got some issues that, that we need to address as a humanity, right? As nations, as as communities, as families, and our relationships, and within ourselves. This is across the board, right? This sort of got awakened, um, shook up, if you will, um, during the whole COVID pandemic. Many of us have been aware of this for a very long time. Some of us are just now coming into awareness about it. Some aren't in awareness about it, right? So we've got people developing at all different stages here. And that's really what lies at the heart of this energetic communication and sensitization concept that we're talking about. It got its roots in um, actually um, consciously, you know, where I started working with it formally um, was in my studies of intercultural communication in college. Um, in that in that process, I got to develop very rapidly through my own racial identity and um, utilize some of those developmental tools, which are incredibly helpful. Um, studied it very deeply because I was teaching it, but I was also using it as as a as a framework for bigger evolution, right? Bigger development within myself, understanding myself, and that's where I learned to start. Um, how to use a, a single developmental lens to sort of extrapolate out or find transferable skills to be able to develop other aspects of my identity simultaneously. Carry that forward, you know, into my graduate program and, and um, actually prior to that teaching staff and faculty um, at ASU at a university level in how to work with some of these components in the classroom, then add on to that um, the experience of teaching critical race theory in um, in graduate school which was very fascinating. Anytime we teach deconstruction theory, anytime we're, we're willing to sort of play with deconstructionism um, is a really powerful tool to understand um, how some of our programs came to be and, and to really take, take a hard look at a critical lens, if you will, at the results of that. Really important, right? Every good scientist knows we got to be willing to, to, to manage and audit and watch the experiment. And if it goes off the rails, we, we, we need to be able to find out how, um, how to avoid that in the future. And so the deconstruction um, lens was really valuable for many reasons, um, but still wasn't a full solution, right? So you've got the developmental model of of how we develop, right? And then the deconstruction lens of like, okay, what happens if we bring um, people who aren't fully developed, right, aren't wholly actualized, if you will, into environments and have them create things like communities and countries and all kinds of policies, um, from a place that's outside of their own wholeness, right? So from fractured aspects of themselves, the results are sort of what we're seeing now, right? Which are, that's to be expected, right? We're developing, we're learning as a humanity. Um, and so we can give ourselves some grace with that. And as soon as we start to see those imbalances, we need to invoke some of these tools that we have to be able to work with it so that we can get this thing back on track. 
And so adding in that deconstruction lens was really helpful going into the counter um, intelligence space and understanding deception, right? How we deceive ourselves, how we deceive others at a very, very fundamental level. And then from there, teaching the components of all of this that really exist at an energetic level. Because what we discovered, right? And, and, and we being my husband, Justin, and I, as we've cultivated this work over the last 15 years together, what we've discovered is, is that it's, it's, you know, we, we know that, that it's not just the words that we use. You know, we're not just communicating with our words. We're not just communicating with our bodies, right? We, and we teach this stuff. But we also know something else is going on. And in the inner, through the intercultural lens, you learn like our words don't mean the same thing. Our, our emotional cues don't mean the same thing in different cultural contexts. Our, our physical cues don't mean the same thing in, in different physical or different cultural contexts. And, and so, so that becomes a barrier of communication when we're talking about our global community or even a humanity that's represented by a global community, right? Which we are at this point. Um, and so, so how do we kind of move beyond this? Add on top of this, the knowledge gained through um, in the counterintelligence arena in the understanding that while we're able to discern a lot about these levels of communication, we learned this through the polygraph machine, right? Lie detection uh, popularized by, by the original disc kind of theory concept and, and a deep understanding of how we work at a systemic level. Um, really brilliant design, brilliant concept, and it falls short. Be- and we know it falls short because we know that people have beaten it repeatedly, right? That's what we learn about when you when you run around chasing spies. You learn that spies can beat the polygraph machine, right? There are ways to do it. Well, how, right? What's happening and what's happening in those spaces? And is there anything we can do when it comes to how we deceive ourselves and how we deceive each other, Um you know, other than just deal with kind of crummy programming. When you go into the consciousness space, the personal development space, a big conversation there is that there's not much we can do with these subconscious programs, right? These are the things that operate under the surface. Um, that conversation did not sit well with me because we're, we're taught in the counter intel realm that that while the individual may not know what's going on within, we're trained to see it. So essentially, we know more about that individual at an energetic level than they know about themselves. Well, if one can be trained to see it in someone else, it stands to reason that one could be able to be, be trained to see it in themselves. And, and, and for sure, that's the case. And we've had success with that. And, and, and it's by a practice of observation, right? And, and, and a triangulation, but it can be done. And when it can be done and you can develop your own processes with that, that puts you back in management of self. Even bigger than that, during this whole process, we found out that, you know, what we experience is, is 100% dependent upon what we express, right? We will not experience something from the world around us or others in it, or even from ourselves, if we're not expecting it, thus part of that expression. And so when you start talking about energetic communication and understanding that, we communicate on a mental level, emotional level, physical level, and a vibrational level simultaneously. And when those aren't lined up, we're essentially sending out um, differing requests, right? We're messing with the spell because, because one's saying, I want this, one's saying, I want this, one's saying, I want this, and one's saying, I want this. So it's confusing, right? It's confusing for the receiver, right? This is why communication gets more challenging. So the, the receiver's picking up all of these differing signals and is interpreting, right? It is having to use their own creative energy to interpret how am I going to respond? Not only that, but a lot of us aren't in awareness of it. So we have programs that are actually firing off 
at all these different levels, respond here, here, respond to this with this program, respond with this, this program, and they may not be the same program. Right. So, so now we can start to understand like, whoa, what's happening in here when we aren't congruent, when we don't even understand that we're emitting information at an energetic level that a lot of times is contradicting what we, what we're saying or how we're feeling, right. Or how we're saying we're feeling or what we're doing with our bodies in that moment. This is all well and good, right? This is the developmental journey. Learning how to harmonize this within ourselves is the developmental process in the material reality, right? The time-space continuum gives us the opportunity to learn this stuff. And here's why it's important that we learn this stuff. Because you can't go on from this place without it, right? There's no future advanced like courses type of thing while you're here unless you can see beyond the levels at which you've seen before. And, and we kind of know this, right? We we, we kind of hit, we survive, check. We, we hit success, like check whatever that looks like in your world. And then it's kind of like, what now, right? What do we do? Like what happens next? Are we done? Like, is there, is there more coming? Like, and, and, and that creates a lot of this angst. Like we, we don't know what to do with this expression of our creativity because we kind of checked all the boxes that we were told about, right? Survive, get to adulthood, maybe have kids, whatever it is in your in your cultural framework, in your experience, in your reality. We kind of check those boxes. Well, what do you do then? More, more of the same, right? It gets boring. And, and, and then we start to kind of see how we, we are these ever-evolving expressive expressions of, of creative intelligence. We want to keep evolving, but what happens when our spaces and our structures don't allow for that or our relationships don't allow for that? All right, we start getting feisty. Frictions happen, right? Or or, or d- d- discomforts in the body, right? Pro- problems happen physically. Problems happen in our relationships, in our homes. Problem happen, problems happen in our workplace, right? That it just, that static just kind of keeps going and it collects, right? It's contagious, we get on social media, right? And it just gathers. We just gather it and we find others like that. We can do whatever together. And we're just miserable. And we're just creating more miserableness, right? Because at some point, we've got to move into this space of like, what do we want next? And choose to express ourselves in a fashion that has a chance of getting us there. Because to say, well, we want the world to change and we want this and that. What are you doing about it, right? In in this moment, are you behaving differently than you did before that got you this result? Because if not, it's probably going to result in the same thing, right? And that's a confusing way for us to see this. And it speaks to why it's so incredibly important that we understand this congruency piece. Right. Because essentially, if we're not clear on what our motivations are, why are we here? Who do we believe ourselves to be? And why are we here? Then we will hit a place of just boredom, right? Of our own confusion of like, I don't know, you know, I'm just running around circles at this point, right? I'm entertaining myself with whatever. I don't know, Amazon Prime, happy hour, doesn't matter. I'm entertaining myself somehow right? Hanging out with kids, hanging out with the grandkids, whatever it is that we do. But wondering, like, isn't there something I'm supposed to be doing? Something more? Yes, you can do lots more here. There are lots of advanced courses. If you're willing to take a look at 
how you're being, who you're being, and continue, and, and if you're willing to continue growing. And this is where we get to learn how to do that. Right. And it starts with aligning that communication. You're like, Tonya, that's not fun. I want to wave a magic wand. I want to, you know, lick a toad or go on a journey or do something. Right. We use all of these techniques and we 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 bastardize the these these tremendous traditions in, in a quest to what? To find ourselves rather than just to pause and get still within ourselves and, and to turn around and look at ourselves. And to see where what we're saying verbally isn't matching up with the emotional cues we're firing out, not really matching up with our baseline motivation, which for most of us right now is some level of fear, uncertainty, chaos, right? And so that's where we get to start. And we get to say, okay, what's happening at an energetic level here? Because without addressing that, we're running all of these programs. Essentially, we're all just running on our survival programs. And that's a, that those survival programs are defend the self at all costs, right? Against all enemies, foreign and domestic, anything outside of yourself or anything inside of yourself that seems to be in opposition to whatever viewpoint you happen to be holding, you're in friction, these constant states of friction. And when we take a pause and use things like the processes we know about here in our space, we use the CIFA process for our sensitization, the creative energy field activation, because it works every time. And we pause and we remember, oh, wait, we've got this like elevator essentially of options, mental, emotional, physical, vibrational. Where do we want to be? And what programs do we want to be running? Because at some point in our maturation process, no matter how old we get, how much adulting we've done, we we get to hit a point where we choose whether to continue to see the world from a lens that says, my life is this way, I am this way because these things happened. We we get to set that down and pick up one that says, I'm going to choose to be this way so these things can happen. And if we don't have motivation right now to do that, we can turn around and look at our younger generations. Because I've heard many of us kind of throw our hands up and be like, well, good luck to them. Hope they can fix it. We can't do better. We could we could try to help while we're here, right? Like Neva kind of laughs about it. She's like, oh, there's kind of my friends are kind of like, yeah, maybe with the old people die off, we can change some things around here. Is that what we want to be remembered for? The dead weight? Right? That's sort of how we view it. And it's like, if we're not willing to evolve and, and acknowledge, I might be a different person today than I was yesterday. I may get to know myself in ways that I, I didn't even know were possible. And what we're talking about here is the ability to discern communication that's happening whether you want to admit it or not we all can see it you just don't know you're just not aware of the signals you're emitting right when we refuse to take a look at it that's the result it's that that's kind of a weird thing to think about i might be actually communicating my fears and those not so pleasant thoughts i thought i was hiding 
There's a reason it's called superpower experts. We have superpowers. We have people who have the ability to read minds, empaths who can feel what you're feeling, right? They're across the board. All kinds of people are reporting amazing things. And these things are being proven in laboratories, right? This is not new. This is not new. Cultures have been holding this information forever. And we're talking about it. And we're going to acknowledge the fact that we're much bigger than we've given ourselves credit for. And what that means is we might want to start cleaning up our internal dialogues. When I found this stuff out, seriously, it was like, wait, hold up. Like, I may not be the most intuitive person in a room. I may not be the most sensitive. So what does that mean? Do I want to keep like, I'm going to shield myself and chase my tail and this and that? Or why don't I just clean up my insides? Which is, of course, the catch, right? Because as you continue on this evolutionary journey, you realize it's not just God's watching. Like the field literally moves through you. Everybody knows. (laughs) We all know. We all know because we are you. We can feel it. We know. We know you're insecure, right? We know you're afraid of of losing your, your whatever. We know you're scared. You know you're scared, right? And so we can instead feel that and say, okay, what happens when we get afraid? Well, we run programs and those programs come packaged and bundled with all kinds of emotions and words and everything else. And we're communicating those out instantly without realizing it and producing identical results. Until we're able to get underneath that initiation of those survival programs that come on with fear, whatever your program is, we replicate this over and over and over again. And that's happening at an individual level, in our relationships, in our families. You know, you've heard me say it, right? Across the board, all the way out. And this is the invitation. Those with ears to hear, those with eyes to see, if you are catching my drift and this resonates, we are, that's the invitation, right? This is where we're evolving into. And when you're willing to look at those levels of communication, then you understand yourself better. You can start seeing yourself and others more cleanly. And these conversations that are happening on the surface reveal themselves for what they are, which are temptations, distractions from the bigger conversations, which is learning how to balance all of this really, truly learning how to read the field, how to understand what's going on from an evolutionary perspective, using more of an infinity lens, right? Looking back as many generations as we can, forward as many generations as we can, and coming together to talk about what can we do to put some foundations in place so we can really build something that's beautiful for the coming generations. You know, maybe we don't get to see it completed. Maybe it is too late for us. I don't know. I mean, I don't believe that. I'm having a blast. I see it all the time. There's a whole other world out there, folks. But let's say you don't see it this lifetime. But instead, you get to leave a legacy of your own courageous creativity in in your evolution, to clean up your roots, to clean up your system. So as the field comes through you, you're not polluting it. You're not complicit and complacent to this stuff. At least start there. 
And and after you do that, then then jump in. Help. Become part of the solution. Come up with creative ideas. How can we make more room for everybody? How can we come up with win-win-win scenarios? How can we transform spaces? How can we reimagine ourselves and 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 the way that we've been into into this beautiful way of being that is 100% completely possible. Become part of the solution. Start with looking at where you're running programs that are creating divisiveness, where you're not acknowledging things are happening at an energetic level, right? And that requires some level of sensitization. So the beautiful thing is, is that this this is what we've been working on and we've got it. We've got it synthesized and it is it is out there and, and it's, it's been fabulously well received. Right. We go into organizations and do the energetic communication and sensitization training, a superpower experience, because ah, this really is our superpower to know how to harness our power. Activate our own energy immediately be at peace and calm in our own guidance system, whatever that looks like for you, in agreement and resonance with the field and in alignment within yourself, then you just get to create. Your creative expression becomes your experience. And you become a doorway in that invitation for others. And the advanced courses are open to you. You get to go zooming around the field in your little creative energy field. Super fun and have fun and be part of the solution. Okay, but it first requires understanding that you're communicating a lot more than you probably realize. That that just sucks. Like that level, everybody just kind of got to go, oh, snap. Huh. And because you get all the replays. (laughs) You get all the replays. And the best thing to do during that is just to sit there and go, okay, I'm still here. Forgiveness is a thing. Wow. Okay. They might've felt that. They might've known that. Oh, geez. They might know that right now. Oh, gee. You know, you catch, stop, 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 stop. Right. You're like, I got work to do. Right. That's a rude awakening. You might as well just get that one over with because it's unavoidable. Like, yep. You've probably been communicating a lot of that, whatnot inside of you. And you didn't think you were, we all get it right? Moving on. And then go about figuring out how to work with it. These are superpowers. These are abilities, right? These are the advanced courses. This is what comes next. This is the fun. This is how you turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, right? If you're, if you're getting bored, then, 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 then take a look inside, right? Go on one of those internal quests and I promise you, you won't be bored, right? If you don't know where to start, go start with the master your personal power, free, Go start superpower experts. Just download it, get started. It will activate all kinds of creative ideas inside of you, right? Go through those core classes. Those will help you to sensitize to what we're talking about here because you really, you want this. You do want this because when you align these levels of communication within you, you start to learn how to go into agreement with the field instead of with the matrix, right? When we go into alignment with the matrix, it's like, oh, right, which is fine. We like it. We like to be all in that chaos and craziness and drama. And that's why we can play there all we want. But remember, play there. Don't don't let it play you, right? And the way we do that is to know how to hold our own energy within it, how to align with the field and say, hey, I, in my awareness, and my wholeness, I'm going to choose to take my little GPM, my little 
guidance system, my precision system here into the, into the matrix and go play and go have fun. But I know who I am, right? I know I'm not that. I know who I am. And then I'm going to come back home and go, whoa, that was crazy. Right? And make sure I'm whole or jumping back in again, right? Because this is how we make sure that we're operating on our path. And if invitations come in or opportunities come in, we can assess them from our space rather than be swayed and influenced and pulled off our trajectory because we're now sympathizing with, right? We're plugged into the matrix and we know how that is, right? This is why we go in armored, folks. Like there's no need to fear and there's no need to protect yourself, but, but shine your light. Know who you are. Right. And the way that you do that is you learn how to align those four layers, right? Beyond how we typically view communication, activate your field, and then start playing with it. Start playing with it. And it's fun. Right. And so we can take this stuff into corporations. Uh, We love it. It's been very, very well received in places like biotech, academia, um, actually corporate kids, like across the board, really. Um, that cross-cultural element of it is truly beautiful. It's a simulated experience, which is tons of fun, uh, working with leaders and execs in those companies to get it to their, their folks, making sure they're sensitized and a little more calm and considerate in their communication. It's, it's a natural process that just changes environments from within. Um, the second component, of course, is, is it's our heart and souls, that social impact, those initiatives um, in the nonprofit and uh, service arenas. Really, really love those. Again, we do the superpower experience there and also the spheres of influence. So that that's a really powerful program. We'll, we'll put some information out. You can go read about it at the site right now, superpowerexperts.com. Go to the training tab. Um, if you're interested, let us know. It is an amazing, amazing, amazing program if your organization is a good fit for it. Remember, we have variable pricing on that. So we're not going to wait and worry about the funding we're going to get going on this work. And so if you're a good fit for that or you think you might be, make sure that you reach out to us. And of course, we have our individual training available on the site for you, self-paced. I recommend getting into that Master Your Personal Power course. That individ- the 101 is um, is free to download. And then the core classes, the CIFA core classes to help with that sensitization. And practice the te- techniques, right? With CIFA, it's this beautiful um, process of practiced activation leads to instant activation leads to constant activation right? The program's not any good if we can't eventually put it in our systems and let it just run so we can evolve onto something else. And so that's what it needed to do. That's what it's doing. And it's producing incredible results. Um, We've been working with it now for over a year in many different places, and we are tremendously excited about what it's doing and, and getting ready to study it at deeper, deeper levels. So jump in on all of these. If these feel exciting to you, if you want to know more about what we're up to, Um, and and remember that this journey starts with your willingness to look inside, right? And to see yourself and it's a journey you want to take. It is the most beautiful journey into relationship with yourself so that you can come into agreement with the field. So you can easily come into alignment with others in the world around you and creatively express. It is what we've been asking for. It is what's next. And we can do it. We are this powerful. We are this brilliant. And we are this amazing, particularly when we work together. So remember who you are. We love you. Love each other. Goodbye for now. 
Hello, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Director of Superpower Experts. If you're ready to activate your superpowers and turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, go to superpowerexperts.com and get started today. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.